Thank you, Drew. And kids, you guys can now head out the back and you guys are going to practice your song before you come back in. sure my little clicky thing works. It does. All right. Christmas is quickly approaching. We have had the kids come up and light the candles for four weeks now. I remember when I first called them up and I showed them that there was five candles and I thought, goodness, that must seem like forever when you're little. And now we have four lit. And as the kids have been coming up and lighting candles, we have also been talking about Advent together. Um, in our messages. And the first week of Advent, we talked about longing. Um, we talked about the longing we feel living in a broken world. Uh, we talked about the longing that the Jews felt waiting for the Messiah, um, that they had experienced exiles and then returning and rebuilding their land, and then they were experiencing an occupation. And they were longing for an answer. They were longing for someone to come and uh, rescue them to be their savior. And Christ came, and he was the Messiah. He was not exactly what they were expecting, but he answered the true need, the true longing, um, the longing of our souls. Uh, that first week of Advent, I had quote, quoted something from Kate Bowler, and uh, she had been talking about the privilege that we have of reminding each other in this season that we are worth more than this, that this season tells us of our worth, that Christ came down to the earth for us. And as I was reviewing everything we had talked about in Advent, um, I was also thinking of the song that we just sang together, O Holy Night. And I thought it was really beautiful how so many of the phrases in the song encompass what we've been talking about. One of them would be this, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. At that time, they were longing for a Messiah and the person who came was someone who began a new and glorious morn. This season, this beginning of the kingdom of God on earth, of us being able to have a relationship with God. And we, through the past few weeks, have read many verses about what the Bible says that kingdom looks like. There are some, like Isaiah 9, I couldn't list them all. It's been weeks. I didn't want to list them all. But this would be one, talking about breaking the yoke of slavery, lifting heavy burdens, breaking the oppressor's rod. Um, other ones of talking about the lame walking, of healing happening. And when Christ came into the world, something new began. And we are longing for him to return. We still know that the world is broken, but something began when that little baby was born. The second week of Advent, we had one of our elders, Josh, speak, and he talked about the humility that's needed when we acknowledge that we need a Savior. And we aren't great with humility all the time, uh, and that's 
as I was reading this week, I learned that's one of the reasons that the song, O Holy Night, was banned for a period of time in the church. There's quite a bit of humility baked in. And I even noticed uh, as we were singing, so Drew was singing a version and we had a slightly different version that was up there. So there's the, the part that's talking about falling on your knees and hearing the angel voices because it's a divine night. But then there's behold your king before him a lowly bend. And the words that Drew was singing was the lowly bend. And the words that were up here were gladly bend, which is just a small change. But it's interesting that it removed a little bit of the humility. And I'm not trying to say that we need to feel deep shame and think that we are horrible. As I just said, the fact that Christ came into the world, it showed us our worth. However, the Christmas story is one of majesty. It's a story of what God has done, but it's also a story about our immense need. And when you put those two things together, the majesty of God coming into the world, the fact that there is stuff that we just can't do on our own, we cannot be perfect, we cannot build the perfect world, you put those together, and humility is like the natural thing that comes out of us, that, recognizing our spot. The third week of Advent, last week, uh-oh, did I just turn this off? It's not working anymore. There we go. Okay, it's working again. The third week of Advent, we talked about the fact that the Advent season is not about us. And I had shared that I had been uh, doing some reading and had felt kind of convicted about that because I had been thinking about things that I was going to achieve or the ways that I needed to achieve it. And we talked about the shepherds. And for them, going to see Jesus was not about doing something, but it was about witnessing something. They said, let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened. The arrival of the Messiah, the Savior, was proof that their needs were seen and that they would be rescued. Last week, we talked about the fact that the Christian message is for those who have no hope, who might not otherwise feel seen. And I talked a little bit about the elf and the shelf and Santa Claus and how he sees they, the, the phrase that they say is they sees well, when he's, you're bad and he sees when you're good. But in Scripture, we have a story not just of God who is watching us to see if we do good or bad, but a God who sees us, who sees our needs. And there's the story of Hagar who was in a very difficult situation and she ran away and she had no idea what was going to happen and God appeared to her and she said, she, the name she used for him is, you are the God who sees me. A God who comes into the world, who experiences what it is to be human and does so to enable relationship between gods and humans and fix what is broken in the world, that is a God who sees. And in the song we just sung, the King of Kings lay thus in lowly manger, in all our trials born to be our friend. He knows our need to our weakness is no stranger. This song speaks of a God who is with us, 
a God who sees us and knows us. And this week, as the kids lit the candle, they heard about the Magi who were seeking the king of the Jews. And they were foreigners who sought the king and paid him homage, or they worshipped him. The word that was used in the Greek could be used for both. It was kind of an intentional choice by the author there. We don't do homage or worship by traveling and seeking. We do it through how we live our lives. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That's what it means to live under his authority while we wait for his return and the fulfillment that all has been promised. He came as a king, but even though he is not king of our countries, he is the king of our lives. And we live, if we are his followers, we live as he would want us to live. We live acknowledging that he rules. And if we are living according to him being in charge, then even more the words of this song, they hit us. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the save is our, slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Recently, uh, a couple months ago, I preached a message in which I talked about the fact that we are the body of Christ. I'm not going to get into it too much this morning because we don't have much time, but I wanted to bring it up again because that image also reveals to us that we are ambassadors for our king. We represent him. We are his body in the world. When we live as his followers, we are his representatives. And then we are God in the world. When we live as his followers, we are a people who are a light in a dark world. People who are humble in their status and honest of their own need. People who see needs and meet them. Who show love by being present. We have spent the past four weeks as a church marking Advent, acknowledging the need in the world, recognizing the need for our own humility, and learning what this season is about, being a witness to God's presence in the world, and worshiping our King. And so in the final week of Advent, before we celebrate together on Christmas Eve, I'm going to read that final stanza of the song, O Holy Night. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord, O praise his name forever. His power and glory evermore proclaim. His power and glory evermore proclaim. And may we proclaim it with our words. May we proclaim it with our songs. But even more, may we proclaim it with our lives. I'm going to invite the children to come up, and they're going to sing a song for us, and then after that, I will come up and dismiss us.